Hello, welcome once again to another time in the Word of God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what to do. You know what to do. Share this link. Let our friends know that we are on. I hope you invited someone new this week uh, to just hang out with us as we get into the Word of God, the most precious, prized possession for a believer. We sit together, we get to know the will of our Father. We just get to interact with the Holy Spirit and just stock up on the Word of God. Wow, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure for me to know that you're here with me. You know, we're here talking uh, with uh, the person who is always behind the, <laughs> the things that you get to see. Shadrach, we're talking about how we should do an interactive session one of these days. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Should we do an interactive session where you get to simply ask questions? And uh, if I have some answers from the scriptures, I give them. If I don't, I tell you I don't know. What do you think? If it was interactive, where maybe we get to hear some testimonies of how this um, broadcast has been a blessing to you. What are some of the things God has done? What do you think? It sounds like good December progi. Let us know if you think it's a good idea. Usually I don't get to interact. I can't see who is um, saying what. So it would be really nice. What do you think? If we had an interactive session, what are some of the things you'd want to ask? What are some of the topics you'd want us to talk about? I have a feeling I know. May you guys, eh? there are particular topics you're too interested in. <laughs> I'm suspicious. But yeah, tell me, what do you think? What do you think? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I like it. I look forward to it. But I'd like to know from you, what do you think? Hmm? It would be nice. And then another thing I've been wondering. Um, have you guys continued to memorize scripture? We started from the beginning of this year, we said at least, eh, at the very worst, like if you're doing badly once a month, but you should be doing weekly. If possible, daily, but weekly, you should be memorizing. Have a scripture in your pocket, in your heart, so that we become word rich. We become people who are saturated with the word of God. And if you're putting the seed in, ha, the fruit must show up. Absolutely, because the fruit in our lives is the fruit of the seed that we plant. Every result you have is a harvest. So I hope that you are stocking up on the seed of the word because it produces very good fruit. Very good fruit. But why don't we pray and welcome Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father who are already present where we are. But we are telling them the way you welcome a guest, you say you're welcome. Thank you for being here with me. So we're going to welcome him right now wherever you are. Just lift up your voice and welcome him where you are. Give him thanks. Open up your heart. Lord, open our eyes that we may see wondrous things in your word. Let your glory fill every room. Let your presence fill every office, every car, wherever people are as they are listening to your word today. Lord, that you will affirm your word with your presence. We thank you, Lord, that today there is healing, there is deliverance, there is breakthrough. Where your word is taught, Lord, there are miracles, signs, and wonders that follow the teaching of the word. So we thank you that you are present, Lord. You are present today to affirm us with your word and your presence and your miracles. And we will testify in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Wow. Today I have a word that has been brewing for a while. <clears throat> but today I feel that I have permission to share it. Before I get into it, I woke up this morning and I was thinking about Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. And it says, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. 
the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Imagine a tree of life. In my mind, I'm imagining a tree filled with fruits which are called life. Because when you say an avocado tree, a tree takes on the nature of its fruit. It's a mango tree, a guava tree, an orange tree, an apple tree. You call it a tree based on the fruit it produces. So it says that the, that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Now life, as we know it as believers, is when people get born again. Life forevermore, eternal life, the blessing. And so how does your tree look like? Does your tree have lives that have come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? When was the last time you led someone to Christ? Whether one-on-one -on -one or through sharing a someone or through bringing them to a church service. When was the last time you led someone to get to know Jesus? I want to challenge you this week. Let's go out and win souls because he who wins souls is wise. So why don't we be wise and win at least one soul this week? Can we have that commitment? Go out of your way in a restaurant where you're eating. Ask someone, have you ever considered uh, Jesus? Um, or at a petrol station where you're taking fuel, or in your home, the people who live with you, or at a shop where you're buying merchandise, or in your office, or a cousin, or someone. But look around, the harvest is plentiful. It is the laborers who are few. So I'm inviting you this week. Can we join the laborers as we bring people to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? We are not converting them into a religion. We are inviting them into a relationship with Jesus where they get to know his love, to know his power and to walk with him as they should and reconnect with their true identity in God. Are you, can we do it? Can we try? And we will testify next week. We go out, just one, one soul. Because your tree, what does it look like? Your tree might be malnourished, a tree with no fruit. Hmm? Put a fruit, <laughs> put a fruit so that the, the tree of the righteous is the, is, is, the, is the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. So I want to invite you this week to join me as we go out on a search for God's precious children who are lost and we bring them home. We are on the rescue team along with our father to bring our brothers and sisters home to a relationship with Jesus. Share with them your story. Tell them what has happened because of knowing God. You don't have to have so much bad things in your life to share. Just share what God has done, knowing him. What hope has it brought? What peace has it brought? How has he rescued you? What has he done for you? And then tell them, I really don't know. I don't want you to miss out on this relationship as well. You can send them with someone. You can invite them to church. You can tell them your story. But whatever we do, let's go out and God will give the success. All right. I know you're going to do it. I see you winning souls. Hey, I see you winning souls and bringing so much joy in heaven this week. Because even you at one point, someone went out of their way to help you come to know Jesus. So I want to talk about time <laughs> knowing your time 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 um time is life life is time that's how we measure life in time today tomorrow morning afternoon evening uh 10 years 50 years 100 years we measure life in time so not understanding the value of time is not understanding the value of life and I'm not just talking about time of today, tomorrow, yesterday. That's not the time I'm talking about today. But that helps us understand the power of the real time in the spirit, the timing of the spirit. Because if you don't even value, like people who say, ah, the year is already ending, I'm not going to start saving. I'm not going to um, get better at this thing or, or, or do exercise or whatever it is. When people say the year is already ending, that's a lack of value of time. Even if you have two more days, the year hasn't ended. Even though you have one more day, you still have time. 
And so to understand the value of time, when you wake up in the morning, do you have a, you know, when you're like, today, I'd like to, I have a win at the end of the day. What, what do I want to accomplish in this year of my life with God? Because you make plans, you submit them to God, and then he gives you the final word. But many of us leave, even if I asked you, and, and this is going to be one of those where you just need to stay switched on because I'm going to go here and there. If I asked you about your life, many of us don't have a clear plan. And I was those Christians who felt like God is sovereign. He decides what shall be, shall be. I wake up every day and I see what happens. And I bet, I tell you, many Christians were like that. We are passive. So children of this world understand at least the value of chronos, chronos time, like chronological order, today, tomorrow, yesterday. So they have a plan for a year and they push themselves to achieve it. And so you find that people who do not know God are making more progress than those of us who claim to know God. I don't know how you can claim to know God and not, and not value time. And I'm telling you, I was that person. I used to feel like that's a personality type. Like some people are born to value time. Some people, their personality, they care about time. But me, my personality, I'm happy-go-lucky. I don't really overplan. Planning is for people who are stuck, stuck up and, and stiff and, and, and just they don't know how to breathe and relax. But the, part, the only problem was those people who I was calling stuck up and what were more progressive than me. When I looked at my life, I couldn't account for it. And sometimes some of us, it is because we are lazy or we don't want to take responsibility for our lives that we decide not to value time. Because valuing it and then having plans means looking back and saying, I have failed. Or looking back and saying, I did not accomplish what I said I would accomplish. We fear. So you'd rather live and put the responsibility on God and say, ah, what to do? God is the one who decides how my today will be and my tomorrow. And it is true, but you are a participant in the divine nature. That's what the Bible tells us, that we are participants. We are, we are active participants in our journey and our story. That's why God gives us the power of choosing choice. From the beginning, there was choice. Adam and Eve had to choose God or not. Like, there's always been choice all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. God always gives choice. He, much as he chose Saul to be the king, that was his first choice. But Saul made other choices that took him out of his path that God had sworn to bring. Uh, to bring um, for, Jesus was probably going to come through the line of Saul because God had decided to put Saul on the throne of Israel forever. But David comes along because of Saul's choices and becomes the person who takes the, the mantle. So it's not like this thing of whatever will be, sera sera, whatever will be, will be like, for us, we have no power. It is God who is in charge. I don't know. So I, I tell my children that, that, that I don't know is not a good answer. In my house, it's a bad word. It's okay when you don't know information. But when there's nothing you know for you, they ask you, so what's your plan for that day? I don't know. So who knows? Who should know what your plan is for that day? The Lord. So ask him and then tell me what the Lord's plan is for you for that day. But you can't wake up and you have no plan. Because if you plan for nothing, you will hit it every time. You see, you make plans and you submit them to God. It's okay. You see, it's easier to adjust the, the car that is in motion than to adjust a car that is not, it is steel. You know what it takes to move a steel car? To adjust it from left, you need many men and women moving it to turn direction. But when it's already in motion, that the, the car is already moving. There's already a plan. You can just turn it easily, not even any effort while you're having conversation. But when your car has run out of fuel, okay, and it is stuck, you have to call men from the neighborhood to help you turn it in a small direction. What takes little energy takes a lot of energy. 
because there is no plan. So for many of our lives, there's no fuel. We don't, we don't, you can't say that you've had a good year based on what? Oh, a bad year based on what? Oh, a bad week, oh, a bad day. I am talking about the power of time. And I've not yet even gotten into the real message I want to teach. But for us to understand the foundation of it is that God, the way the Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapter 3, I think I'll start there, that to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. There is, there, there is a time for you to get married, and it's, your time is not my time. It's, there's no age. I didn't say there's an age. Please understand what I'm saying. I did not tell you there's an age to get married. But otherwise, the scriptures would have told us the age. There's nowhere where the Bible talks about the age to get married. Of course, it's preferable the younger the better. Preferable. Okay? But your time is not my time. There is a time for everything under the sun. There is a time for every, every purpose under. In other words, if your life has purpose, you must understand the value of time in your life. People of purpose are people who value time. You're not going to find a person who's walking in their purpose and they don't care for time. They will know that I am, I, like me, I know there are windows I missed. And there's a window that I know I'm in right now that I'm very aware that if I do not maximize it, what has been in my heart has been, B3, if you don't maximize this time, it will come back in five years' time. So for five years, you're there in the wilderness like the children of Israel. And you wasted so much of your life because you missed a window when it came. Our generation, I, I, God is calling us to value time again. To value time. And the natural teaches you the spiritual. If you don't value time in the natural, it's going to be hard to value time in the spiritual. You, you understand? So if, if you don't value time in the natural, like you, you don't have any plans for like the month of november is here if i asked you what what's the win what are you trusting god for by the time this month ends and you say i don't know you don't yet know time it means that you are going to probably it's possible for you to fall into the temptation of missing windows in the spirit when they open because you've already set yourself up not to value time there's something that my spiritual father apostle mose taught, taught us he said that Natural things can become spiritual things over time. For example, you can start a natural habit like dr drinking alcohol. Maybe you drink because it's fun. Social drinking, I don't know whatever it is. By the way, you shouldn't be involved in such things if you're a child of God. It's, it's permissible, but it doesn't benefit you. But let's say that you've been taking alcohol. So you start with taking a little alcohol. It's natural. It's not spiritual. But the more you do it, you're creating a pattern in the natural which becomes a spiritual pattern. And before you know it, what was a small natural habit has now become a spiritual pattern and you're addicted. And now that thing cannot be broken with natural ease. You actually need to go through spiritual breaking of things. You know, the soul is tied. I don't know what you go through rehabilitation. That's why some people go to rehab and still fall back because a natural pattern became spiritual. And you can't deal with spiritual things in the natural. That way you can't deal with natural things sometimes in the spiritual. So you can't go and try to deal with addiction just in the natural. That's why when you go to those rehab centers, they deal with even spiritual things. Because the thing has now become a, a pattern in the spirit. Because on earth as it is in heaven, it begins on earth, then it is... If you bind it on earth, it's bound in heaven. The power is on earth. That you bind it on earth, it gets bound in heaven. You bind, you loose it on earth, it gets loosed in heaven. And so you can undo what became spiritual. You can undo. I remember a time when I had become late. 
late in purpose, late in every area of life because I was not valuing time in the natural. I was always late. A few minutes, watch out for those things. You're always late. And you don't like being late, but you're always late. Even when you try, I reached a point where I would leave home two hours before time to get to a place that needs a 30 minute drive. I would find trucks broken in the middle of the road. My tire would bust. The car would stop moving. It was no longer natural. I had created a pattern in the natural that now was spiritual, that things were working to make sure I'm never on time. And therefore, even in the spirit, I was now behind schedule in my purpose. And for some of us, that's what is happening. That when you cannot value time in the natural, you cannot value it in the spirit. Because the time that I'm talking about, which determines progress and purpose, is not natural time. It is the spiritual timing, understanding the windows that open in the spirit for you. Like, but that can't happen when you're not tuned in to, to know purpose and timing. And like when you're not hungry for it, you can't know. Because you see people are saying, I sense it. And you are usually around people who say, I feel like it's a time for this. And you're like, how do you know? They can't tell you how they know it. Usually those are people who are pressing in, trying to understand, God, what are you doing right now? What must I give my life to right now? What do you need me to focus on right now? Like there was a time for me to start this broadcast. And if I hadn't started it in that time, I think I would have missed an opportunity to impact my generation. And I don't know what is next. I don't know what God will ask me to do next. But it's to be able to step into, you see, when you step into the timings of the spirit, you step into grace. You step into ease. You step into a thing where God carries you, where it's not you carrying yourself. But when you, when you try to create your own time outside of God's timing, there's always a hassle and a struggle and there's no ease like you. you. I'm not saying that when God calls you, it's easy. But I'm talking about timing timing in the spirit he says there everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven and then he starts breaking it down there's a time to be born and a time to die do you know that there is a time to die like you should not allow to die before your time and those are things that are in our power you can refuse there's a man who god told he was going to die and he went and pressed in and god gave him 15 more years it's in the bible Meaning that there are things that we can actually do to extend our life on the earth. It's even in the scriptures that the wicked knows how to extend his life on the earth. Wicked men, they know. But people of, the, of God, we don't know how to extend our time on the earth. First of all, you become a person who is tuned into the time. Time, like you don't waste time. From today, I want you to divorce time wasting. How? Have a plan. Have a desire. Wake up and know that this week, these are the things I must accomplish no matter what happens and then push into it. Am I saying you'll be perfect? No. For goodness sake, even me, I'm behind on some things. But at least you see a person who is making plans and trying to move towards them is going to be ahead of the one who is always waiting for something to happen. Of course, even when they are behind, they are ahead of the one who has no... So start by at least having this, like, tune in. Start to tune into the world of time. Start to be interested in the world of time by having a plan you know like what is november about for you don't even say ha pastor b3 november has now ended maybe i'll plan for december no that is that demon of not appreciating time that is going to make you switch off you have a day is precious a week is precious god a lot can happen in a week for a person who is tuned into your time you see when you've made plans and you have accountability there's a way you're pushed to progress even when you 
it's not that the people who make progress and are and are attuned towards time are people who have no lazy bone in them or they never have feelings to quit or to give up but you see once you've made a commitment if i had never committed to a monday broadcast every week i would probably do twice a year when i feel like it so because now there's a broadcast i have to show up when i feel or i don't feel I have to tune in and ask God what are you saying? Do you understand? The fact that you've made commitments and plans then gives you opportunity to make progress. And I'm not even talking about the spiritual aspect. I'm saying let's start in the natural plane. When you start there, you will start to now be more switched on because you'll see ah that thing is wasting my time. This is a time a waste of time. You know, you think through well, where do I want to be in my spiritual walk with God by the end of this year? And yes, you can start today. because we still have november and december guys you can make progress in your spiritual life in the remaining days of the year don't give up don't be so switched off about time that you now waste the remaining 40 something days because you've decided that the year has already gone the year hasn't gone the year is going to end on 31st december at midnight before then you have opportunity to recover what has been lost and i promise you if you tune in you, god will do it for you So get into like start by at least understand time. Spiritually where do you want to be by December 31st? Relationally where do you want to be? Start start working on relationships. Financially where do you want to be? Intellectually where do you want to be? You can read at least four books between now and December 31st. Yes, you can. If you switch on actually start to schedule your time. Think when you wake up to 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 today to, to tomorrow because now evening that day has gone if you're in East Africa at least but when you wake up tomorrow before you go to bed tonight decide what are the three big things i must win tomorrow three big things three tomorrow don't day 10 three what are my three big wins and then tomorrow wake up and make sure you win in those areas and do it every day you know but don't just say we will see what happens god has the power no god is also waiting on you <laughs> because you have a part to play you are a participant in the divine nature so he says a time to this a time to kill a time to heal a time to a time to weep a time to laugh you know that's also wisdom like there's a time for you to be laughing and there's a time for you to be quiet like when the sermon is being preached it's not time to talk you know it's there's a time understanding actually wisdom people who are wise understand time and that's and that is not the time for that I tell my children that I'm t- that's not it's not time for that girls it's not time for that understand that it's not time but some of us we don't know when it's time for what any time is time for anything that's a lack of wisdom the wisest man who lived told us that there is a time for everything under the sun and you know another thing about timing is that god in his wisdom has put eternity in our hearts Where is that scripture? Isn't it in, in in Ecclesiastes as well? He says how he has put eternity in their hearts, but he has not showed them his work from beginning to end. He has put eternity in our hearts, but he doesn't show us what happens from the beginning up to the end. So for a believer, when he says he has put eternity in your heart, what does he mean? Putting eternity in your heart is that for me part of what i understand and he says from verse 14 i like this portion from 14 to 15 he says i know that whatever god does it shall be forever 
Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. And God does it that men should fear before him. That which is has already been. That which is to be has already been. And then he says, and God requires an account of what is past. Many people quote this scripture to say, but God has already, what God has decided will be, whatever will be, will be. So why didn't the children of Israel make it to the promised land, the, the first generation, if what God plans happens? Why didn't Saul remain the king of Israel? Why didn't, um, um, like, you, you click like, why do, you, why, why do we say that whatever God plans, it shall be? You remember when Mordecai tells Esther, when she's scared of going before the king, and Mordecai tells Esther, you know what, eh? If, if you don't go before the king, it's okay. God will raise another person. He says, but maybe you were put in the palace for such a time as this. You know, understanding time brings you into purpose because Esther could have been another queen of, 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 of that Persian empire, wherever she was, and would never know much about her. They would never write about her. But because of that time, she understood the timing at that point, even in fear, she decided to do what her uncle said you were raised for such a time as this, but if you do not, God will raise another deliverer in this time, and you will have missed your time and therefore your purpose. What I'm hearing even right now is time is tied to purpose. You cannot be a person who does not understand time and walk in purpose. The people who walk in the fullness of purpose are those who interpret, understand, and respond to the timing of the spirit, to the timing of purpose. But it begins with understanding natural time. Like I want to emphasize that because some of you want to ascend to spiritual things before we even deal with the natural. The people who work in purpose and fulfill their purpose are those who understand the timing of the spirit, discern it, and walk and respond to it. David, at some point, I remember one of the things that I found very amazing about King David. He comes at, after the battle of Ziklag and finds that they have taken away his, their wives, their children, the, the, the men of the army. And so he comes back and his, his men are crying. They are planning to stone him. They are saying he took them away and now they've taken their children and their wives. Then David goes to God and asks what I thought was a very strange question. Because for me, it's like, of course, David, you don't need to ask God about that. But David was a man who needed to know when God was working. He said, Lord, shall we pursue? Will we win? Can you imagine? He needed to know because he knew God can rescue without me pursuing. But understanding time, if Esther had not responded in the time she responded, Israel would have been, maybe people would have died, but also God maybe would have raised another person and would have the book of Mordecai, not the book of Esther. Or the book of I don't know who God would have used. If you want history books to be written about you, you must be a man or woman given to understand, interpret, and respond to time. Even in relationships, you need to know that, it's, that the time for this relationship is over. There are relationships God gives us for forever. There are those which come in and the time ends and you hold on to a relationship that's out of its time. And then the next thing you know, you now the thing that took you forward is now taking you backward. You have to know. You have to know when the time for a job is over. You have to know when the time for, I don't know, a, a, a thing, whatever it is in your life, it's over. Oh, it's beginning. For you, it might be your beginning and it's the end for me. We are in different times, even though we exist at the same time in the natural. In the spirit, we are having different times. Because we have different purposes that we are responding to. So your time is not my time. But why don't we, because in verse 11 of, of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Not he makes all things beautiful in their time. 
He has made everything beautiful. It is a, the, your, your life, God has already planned it out and it is beautiful and then it's happening at different times in its time. So when you tune into that timing of God, you walk into beauty, 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 because it's already beautiful in its time. Now, when you're out of time, if at this time you're supposed to be writing books and instead you're trying to become popular with, a, with friends or I don't know what, you're pursuing a career somewhere in a certain thing and you're supposed to be writing books. The book writing is so complicated. The career is waiting for you. The beautiful thing, the, the book writing is so, it's, it's so, it's supposed to be happening, but you're not doing it. The career is so complicated. You're praying to God for a breakthrough. It's already provided, but you've not understood time. What time it is. But it's time for authoring. You, you say, no, it's time for business. Because all your friends are engaged in business. Don't interpret the timings of God by watching your friends. No. Your friends, it might be time for them to enjoy their harvest and it's time for you to sow seed. It's time for you to save and it's time for another person to build. But because so and so is building, you also want to build. Who told you? And then you struggle, you build a foundation for seven years. Because someone was building. Maybe it's your time to save because you, you don't know. Their harvest time is not your harvest time because you did not plant seeds at the same time. Do not respond to life out of pressure and looking outside yourself. Look within. God has put eternity in your heart. But remember, it begins by taking charge of the time in the natural so that you can remember the natural can create spiritual patterns. A person who is given to time in the natural also becomes someone who starts to understand spiritual timing. That's why they can adjust their plans. They feel, okay, I had wanted to do this, but I'm sensing God is moving me in this direction. Because they are open to adjustment. Remember, a moving car is easier to adjust than a stationary one. So if your life is not in motion, it's hard for God to keep adjusting you. Wow. But let's look at a few scriptures which you're going to absolutely love today. I want to show you the life of Jesus. In the book of uh, John chapter 7, John chapter 7, I'll read from verse 1 to verse 9. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 9, uh, but the emphasis is on verse 6 and verse 8. John 7, 1 to 9. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. <laughs> For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers, these ones who are advising him, did not believe in him. <laughs> then Jesus said to them, Oh, Jesus, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it, and its works are evil. Verse 8, you go up to this feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. When he had said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. Wow, there is so much. 
in this text but i want us to focus on time because there's so much there's so much about influences what being pushed to do things god hasn't asked you to do because of pressure these reasons they were giving him that why are you doing things in secret if if, if you want god to manifest you to the world you know people who tell you that boost your posts show out show up there show the boss you're clever go show yourself to the world that is that's what the devil does it's what is one of the temptations that jesus faced show yourself jump from the highest point of peak of the temple and the angels after all it is in the scriptures that he'll give his angels charge over you and jesus he knows that god when god promotes he sustains what he promotes when you self-promote god you know you have to keep promoting Am I saying that advertising is wrong? No, I even advertise my business. But self, I'm talking about self-promotion out of God's time. These people were telling Jesus to promote himself out of his time and they were whopping the, the, the things of the spirit. This is how the spiritual principle of secret, of, of doing things in secret. You know, he says that God who sees in the secret place, the one who sees in secret, which is where God dwells, he rewards openly. The reward is not in your power. It's not your responsibility to reward yourself, to honor yourself. Hmm? It is your responsibility to prepare and preparation is in secret. No one sees when you're preparing, but the, the reward is public. Preparation is your, is your duty. Reward is God's duty. Yeah? Preparation, it's yours. God's, God's work is, 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 is the work of reward opportunity that's what and and the reward of god usually is he brings opportunity in the fullness of time every time there were sick people around it was opportunity for god to manifest his power and affirm that jesus was the son of god opportunities come dressed differently sometimes opportunities come as a crisis in your family and you arise and solve it sometimes an opportunity comes um in form of someone selling property and you've been saving money so your preparation met opportunity and then there is a reward for your preparation. Every reward is a reward of preparation. Just that preparation is not, it's not romantic, it's not beautiful, it's not exciting. Preparation is hard. Choosing to become a person who is given to time is, is, is choosing the harder path. It's easier to live kesera sera, whatever will be, it's easier to live that way. But if you live that way, you will live a small, insignificant life. And I keep telling you, it is selfish to live a small life because a small life impacts very few people. But when you choose to embrace greatness, you know, my, my spiritual father, again, he's been saying that God wants to make greatness common. God wants to make greatness common. It's not for a chosen few. We are all God's children. But he's not finding enough people who are willing to pay that price of preparation, who are willing to do the work of timing. Jesus says to these people in verse 6 and verse 8, he says to them, my time has not yet come, but your time. In other words, there is such a thing as your time and my time. The thing about Jesus in verse 10 of this thing is that when his brothers went away, he went to the feast, but not openly. He went in secret. Why was Jesus always doing things in secret? Telling people, don't, don't tell them that I healed you. You know, shh, you know, don't. It's like he, he, he never wanted to promote himself out of his time. He knew that if it was of God, God will make it open. I don't have to be the ones to tell people, you know, go and talk about me. Go and talk, talk about me. When, when that time comes, you find people are talking about you without you even trying. I don't know how else to put it. Like people start doing things not because you ask them to, but because the Spirit of God starts to tell them to do things. 
Beware not to promote yourself out of your time, to do the work of God, to reward yourself. You do the work of preparation. You do the work of being faithful at your workplace. You do the work of being the best that you can be, honoring your boss, doing your best, coming early, doing what you need to do, being faithful at work. Don't now go and try to destroy someone so that you get promoted. God doesn't work like that. Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from God. And God who sees in secret rewards openly. You'll be there one day and you'll get 10 times the promotion you thought you'd give yourself because when God rewards, it's the God kind of reward. But understand the time. What time is it right now in your life? That same thing happened when Jesus was beginning his ministry and his mother Mary at the wedding at Cana of Galilee. She says to him to turn the water to, to give them wine. And he says, mother, my time has not yet come. But he honored his mom and he still did a miracle, but quietly. No one knew that. They just talk about the wine being so nice, but no one apart from his disciples and his mother knew that it was Jesus. For you, when you do something nice, you feel it's time to promote. <laughs> I feel like today there are two messages in one. Wait for the timing of God. Even as you become a person of time, don't do it because you're managing your destiny. The Bible tells us that it is not in man who walks. Yes, in the book of Jeremiah, to know his purpose or destiny. It's not in, it's not in you not that you don't get to know your purpose. Yes, you do. But it's not in you to direct your own steps. It really isn't. It's not, it's not in man who walks to determine his destiny. I think it's in chapter 10. I should start highlighting these verses. Mm, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's not in man who walks to do what? To know his destiny, to, to, to direct his steps. It is not in man who walks to direct his steps. It's, it's Jeremiah 10. Yes, Jeremiah 10, 23. He says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Of course, you're saying, uh-huh, but you're telling us to make plans. Making plans is not directing your steps. Making plans is tapping into what you sense God has put in your heart. Remember the thing of putting eternity in your heart? I didn't finish telling you what I think it is. I believe that when, God, when, when the Bible says God has put eternity in our hearts, is that we have a, a glimpse, we have a clue, we have a good idea that I'm here to do this in my generation. So then based on that, you start moving towards it and you're open to God to change direction and course. But whatever you do, move towards it. Move towards it. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps, not the idleness of a righteous man. The steps, righteous men are moving men. Righteous men are stepping men. Righteous men are men who are moving, stepping. And therefore God can direct your steps when you're moving. He can direct steps of the stagnant man. It means when you take a step, they show you the next, next, next. I can't stand here and say, say help me, show me how to get to the place which is 10 kilometers away from here. I say, I don't know how to go. You say, start moving. As you go, when you get here, I'll tell you where to turn. When you get here, I'll tell you where to turn. And many of us, we are stuck because we are waiting for God to trust the whole journey. Start moving. Start embracing the, the, the power of timing in your life. Because there are different times in the spirit for everyone. All of us have different times in the spirit. It can be the time of your preparation and it is a time of another person's manifestation and the time of another person's end of season. Three people living together can be in different seasons of their life, different times of their life. Never be in a hurry to compare your time with other people's times or do things because other people are doing them because they are in your age group. 
People tell you, no, you're young. This is the time to eat your money. They are not wise. Who said that there's an age at which you do this or the other? Different people are in different times. There are people who break through in their 20s. Others break through in their 40s. Others break through in their 60s. Others break through in their teens. There's a different time for each person because of the different ways God has positioned us in our generation. God is not moving on a chronos clock. He's not moving on today, yesterday, tomorrow, this age, that age. Otherwise, Abraham's story would not be in the Bible. Having children outside of what is the normal time of human beings. There are things God does out of regular time to display a person in their generation and move them forward. He's not doing things in your life based on your age. He's not doing things in your life based on your education level. He's not doing things on your li- in your life based on what man considers to be the timing of, of men. He, he has a, lo- a, lo- a time set in the spirit before you were born. He set it. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And Jesus was almost always under pressure to be ahead of his time. Including that day when he went to be tempted by the devil. That temptation, of course, I don't think it was face to face because there is no place where you can stand and see all the kingdoms of the world. It was a temptation in the mind. As Jesus is coming from his 40 days of prayer and fasting, he's open spiritually and the enemy comes in and he wants to give him a shortcut to his destiny. Beware of shortcuts to your destiny. They're usually not shortcuts. They are, they are robberies. I'm telling you. You get robbed, you get shortchanged. Because God is a God of process. In the process of time, he's making you become patient. He's developing you to depend on him. And when he finally does the thing, it is so powerful and it is him doing it, not you. But Jesus was always being tempted to be ahead of his time. But he refused to fall into that temptation because he was so keen to know what time it was for him and to walk in step with God's timing. Your time is not my time. Your time is not my time. Stop being pressured. Some of you are are saying you're behind schedule, but not really. Not in God's schedule. You're behind schedule according to, I don't know, maybe your your, your own personal schedule. Is that what you sense in the spirit that you're behind schedule? Then you need to recover. I've been behind schedule and I'm recovering. My time is not your time. Your time is not my time. We are different. The time of of my firstborn child is not the time of my... Like they're all living in different timings. You have to know, because for Jesus, he had to say, my time hasn't yet come, but your time has come. It's people who are wise who understand the timings of the spirit. And I personally believe that every time is preparation time. That one, I believe it with all my heart. That every time is time to prepare for. That's why you should be a person who's moving. Part of your preparation is having plans for tomorrow. Every time is preparation time, but you can become, you can have a premature entry into your purpose, like Moses. Moses sensed in his spirit that he was born to be a deliverer for Israel. So this man of God has been raised in the palace of Egypt, understanding Pharaoh and his ways. He's like a prince in Egypt because he's going to be sent back to deliver his brethren. One day, he's passing and he sees an Egyptian and an Israelite fighting. And he actually kills the Egyptian. And he didn't know that people were watching him, but God had not sent him to be a murderer. He was supposed to be a deliverer, but he's trying to walk into his purpose ahead of schedule. God hadn't given him any instructions. He kills a man and he ends up in exile for 40 more years. I don't know if God had, had, had originally designed that Moses would take 40 years eight years to do his purpose. Or if Moses, because of what he did, like the Israelites, ended up for 40 years lost 
And in the grace of God, God gives him another window when he appears to him. And he gives these excuses. I can't speak. I don't know what. I'm a stammerer. And God is even so angry. He says, I'll be with your mouth. Stop complaining. I'm sending you. Like I'm giving you another opportunity at purpose. Embrace it before the window closes. Because I can assure you, if Moses hadn't done it, God would have raised another man. And indeed, he raised another man to lead them into the promised land eventually. It wasn't Moses who got them to the promised land. He saw it from a distance, but he never entered. So timing, like Moses tried to get into <laughs> his time before time. Every time is preparation time. Prepare, you do the work of preparation. The work of preparation is your responsibility. That one is yours. The work of elevation is God's, it's God's responsibility. Don't try to elevate yourself. The Bible says of the man of God, Joshua. Wow. Joshua, in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, I think verse 7. Let me see, I believe. Joshua is after Deuteronomy. Chapter 3, verse 7, I believe. Says that, yes, in verse 7. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. God can exalt you in the sight of people. You don't have to exalt yourself. Because when you exalt yourself, that's pride. And usually uh, then the God, God must then resist you. I don't want to be in resistance. God to be in resistance with me. Eh? Imagine God resisting you. Like he resists the proud. My God is gracious. He gives us opportunity to change. So God says, this day I will begin to exalt you. There was a day that came that God began to exalt him. But the work of Joshua was not in exalting himself. His work was in chapter 1. Be strong and of good courage. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to do all that is, according to all that is written in it. For then shall you make your way prosperous, and then shall you have good success. He was telling more, Joshua, your work is the work of preparation in the place of the word, of being present with me. The work of me exalting you is the work of God. God exalts my generation. It is God who exalts. You don't need to degrade yourself to become naked on social media, to reduce your values, to become someone who now you look like your parents cannot. You know when a father looks at the things that we post or your mother, would they have any pride in their heart? Or you're glad they're not on social media. You don't have to degrade yourself to get the, the applause of men. God can exalt you in his time, in your family, while you hold your values, while you cover yourself up while you you don't have to go naked you don't have to degrade yourself you don't have to show people show yourself to the world that's what the devil says show yourself let the people don't know how great you are that's okay the work of god is the work of showing the world who you are that's not your work your work is preparation your work is doing good your work is is reading the bible praying working hard being exceptional in your business paying your taxes growing the business increasing being a fair employer being a great empl employee you know doing your part doing your part and god in his time will do what he did for joshua he began to exalt him for jesus the bible says when he came from the wilderness after temptation it was noised that he was in the city you ask who noised it? There was no advertising in those days. There was no nothing, no social media. But somehow the whole world got to know in the spirit. Let me tell you, God sends angels to announce your coming. Oh yes, when your time for being known comes, you will be known. Rest assured. He said, it's like there, it was noised that he was in, in the city. Who noised it? 
he didn't have a team going out playing music in Uganda they you, you know you have speakers people announcing someone's presence god will announce your presence in the spirit to nature to trees to people people just start to become awakened to you without you doing much about it but you you do the work of staying in the secret place of preparation of doing things in god's timing of staying attuned to the timings of the spirit yes it will be noise that you're in a place in your workplace you'll be a revelation it's like how come we didn't know you around all these years it wasn't my time God had to do some inner work of preparation because some of us if God gave us the platforms we are trying to seek for ourselves they would destroy us. We're not ready for them. God knows the timing of it. God says to Joshua, "Now I will begin to lift you before the eyes of the people." John recognizes once Jesus arrives from the wilderness that it was time for Jesus to increase and for John to decrease. So it didn't bother him when Jesus increased. Saul failed to realize when it was his time as king and it had come to an end. And instead of nurturing David, he fought him. When you don't know the timing that has come, you can end up fighting who you should exalt. The, the wise men, how did they know that the star in the east was speaking of the coming of Jesus? They were men in tune of the timings of the spirit and they were able to worship the king. Timing David was so careful not to create his own time. Do you know that? He did not try to create his own time and even if he was tempted time and again to attack his destiny father Saul with people who are even quoting scripture for him on the matter. He refused to take on God's role of timing. He knew that if indeed it was God's timing, David would not need to dishonor the anointed king or even kill him for him to rise. You don't need to dishonor someone for you to rise. You don't need to destroy someone for you to rise. David refused to create his own time. He refused. He waited for God to do the work for him. Because he understood that there's a timing in the spirit. When you don't understand the timing of the spirit, you create your own time and then you struggle to maintain it. Because God is not obligated to sustain what he did not begin. God is not obligated to sustain what he did not begin. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Jesus knew the times. He knew the time of his beginning of ministry. He knew the time of his death as it drew near. He kept saying the time has come, the time has come, the time of leaving the scene and so he prepared for each time. When you know what time it is, you prepare. That's why I think every time is preparation time. At least if you don't know what's going on, prepare for greatness. Prepare for greatness. Have mentors. Get in the word. Get in fellowship. Work hard at your workplace. Be exceptional. Be faithful. Bear minimum. Be faithful with what you have. But also embrace the the understanding that time is precious. Don't don't waste another day. Don't say the year has ended. So my question of course is that the thing that Jesus shocks me about is he's shocked that his disciples did not know times and seasons. Let me find that verse for you. He's shocked He's like you don't know the time like how <laughs> how do you not know the time Luke 12 Jesus is shocked that his disciples like by the time Jesus is shocked it means he ex- it is an expectation that every believer aha verse 54 Luke 12:54 to 56 Luke 4 12:54 to 56 then he also say to the multitudes 
Whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather, and there it is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? Like, how can you be able to discern that it's going to rain, but you do not know the timings of the Spirit? Like, God is shocked. He's talking to the multitudes, not even just his disciples. He's su surprised. He's surprised that we don't know the time. In other words, it is expected of every child of God to know the timing of the Spirit. I want to close by sharing with you this. In the book of Ephesians, it will be our last verse. Chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Ephesians chapter 5, 14, 15, 16, and 17. <laughs> yeah. It starts by saying, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Awake from your sleep of, of wasting time. Because, you know, the dead people don't have time on their side anymore. So when you're someone who doesn't care for time, you're acting like a dead man. You're as good as a man who's dead because to a man who's dead, time is nothing. But how can you be alive and time is nothing to you? You're saying the year has ended. It hasn't ended. You can still make progress. You can recover. Awake. For you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly in a focused way. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wise people redeem time. They buy back time. Do in two years what takes normal people of 10 years to do. Do in one week what takes regular people seven weeks to do. That's how you redeem time. You buy back time by being in an urgency in your life. Do what? Do save more than normal people. Spend more time with God than regular people. Work harder than the people at your workplace. Do more in business than regular people. Do redeem that time. Read, and then you will create a pattern in the spirit where you're accelerated. Because in the natural, you're accelerated. So in the spirit, it responds to you and you start moving ahead of schedule. Yes, because you know what? My question to you is, do you know what time it is in your life? If you do, you will walk wisely. If you don't, you will not walk wisely and you will not redeem time. You will have no sense of urgency because you will not be in step with his time in which he has made all things beautiful. You may also end up wasting time, seasons of preparation, waiting or changing course, thinking you're not making progress. Jesus celebrated and protected his seasons of preparation. Your time of preparation where you're in hiding and no one knows you is not a waste of time. God hides you for a purpose. A seed is hidden in the ground for its protection and germination. By the time it comes out, their roots are strong underneath. The times of preparation are times of strengthening your roots, of making you grounded. It might take 40 years to prepare you, but when you come, it will be noised. God will exalt you in the eyes of the people. Don't do the work of exaltation and promotion. Leave it to God. You prepare. You prepare, live circumspectly, awake from the sleep of, of time wasting. Walk circumspectly, redeeming the time. My brothers and sisters, it is time to redeem the time. It is time to buy back time. It is time beginning today to determine what will happen in your day every day. Have a plan, go at it, accomplish it. Sometimes you'll fail, pick yourself up, a righteous man falls seven times, rise up again, move. Keep going. Don't say, oh, Christmas is going to be a waste of time. No, plan, let you see, when others are sleeping, you'll be working. 
because you're going in the reverse but also don't be don't don't be too impatient with god don't try to move yourself forward trust god's timing he will begin to exalt you when the time comes he will begin to show you off when the time comes and when god does it he sustains it you don't have to promote yourself you don't have to show yourself to the world you don't have to i don't know to destroy someone for you to move forward you allow god the time of hiding is actually very precious time the time of hiding is precious you just when god brings you out no one can stop you because he sustains and protects what he starts i know that god has spoken to you a lot so much and you know what to do go and do it do something do something if you're watching me and you wasted time without knowing god you think that you have more years you will get saved when you're about to die you do you know when you're going to die why are you wasting time outside of being with the one who made you who has purpose for your life i want to invite you today today is the day of your salvation don't waste another day get 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 to know jesus today receive him as your lord and savior join a bible believing church come to worship harvest we have locations across the world and join us and start walking with god and i want to invite you right now if that's you would you pray this prayer after me say lord jesus today i receive you as my lord and savior Forgive me of all my sins and write my name in the book of life. Take my life and do something with it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the life of no wasting time but instead embracing eternity and living in it. Welcome, welcome. Let us know. Send us a message on that number on your screen +2567756424449. Let us know that you have made Jesus Lord of your life. Welcome to the family of God. For my other brothers and sisters who are already in the family, let's redeem the time. Let's redeem the time. It's time for us to rise, but time is on the side of those who honor it. So honor time from today. Switch on When you fall rise up receive grace keep going our year hasn't yet ended we still have time and God crowns the year with his goodness you're loved we speak healing to any part of your body that is aching where you're feeling any pain in your body we speak healing it is well with you I've never done this on the broadcast but I feel led to ask you to sow a seed in the word today sow a seed in this word that has been taught um sow a seed yes sow a seed in the word that has been taught today and there's a number on your screen it's different from the one that was there before you can sow a seed to that number on your screen uh into this word specifically to just receive grace to walk in the timing of god i feel led to do it i've never done it it's the first time but i i i would rather be misunderstood and you do what god wants you to do than um than the other way around you're blessed you're highly favored i'll see you again next week for another session in this precious word of god go redeem the time walk circumspectly as wise men and women for the days are evil and wait on god for his time to raise you up in your generation because every time is preparation time and the work of lifting is god's work so do your part and god will do his part see you next week you're blessed bye